This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Esports is a good aberration. We're still moving forward. We're part of something much bigger than sport right now. The health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Mike Lynch. And we will explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. And oh man, we have one of the big ones that happened this past week. He won the 63rd running of the Daytona 500. Hello, Michael McDowell. Congratulations, sir. Oh, thank you guys so much. I, I know this is you answered this. Yeah, I saw you on on Kelly and Ryan. I, I saw all this. How does it feel? You you've won the big one. You didn't you didn't win the the Belly Lint Two Hundred. You won the biggest stock car race, the big <laughs> Daytona Five Hundred. How does it feel? Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's all really sank in, you know, but. It's it's amazing. I mean, to to win a race in the Cup Series is it, it's so incredibly difficult. Um, but to win to win the Daytona 500 and be a Daytona 500 champion, it's you know it's just it's a, a dream come true. It's an opportunity of a lifetime, and um, you know I'm so thankful. I'm thankful to uh, to to be in the spot that I'm in, and, and it, it feels a little bit surreal. Hey, Mike, this is Mike Lynch up in Boston, and this is uh, one day where everybody wants to be like Mike. Uh, so congratulations <laughs> for, from all your buddies up here in the Northeast. Um, what has been the craziest text, email, phone call that you've gotten in the last 48 hours when you said, wow, I can't believe that person actually got in touch with me? Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of them. Um, and so I, it would be hard to pinpoint, you know, one. But, you, you know, getting a, getting a text from – from Jimmy Johnson yesterday was was uh, was awesome, and you know I got a text from Lynn Wood and just so many others. I mean, I literally had 500 text messages that were unanswered yesterday, and um, and so I haven't been through all of them. And but you know, just the support that I've had, you know, inside the you know the racing community and and all of you know our fans and, and our friends and family, it, it it is a bit overwhelming. And um, but you know it's. It's an incredible journey, and and I'm so thankful for you know where I'm at and and how I got here. You are the example of perseverance. <laughs> you on your 358th start, you, you hadn't won a, a cup race, and then 358 you win the big one, and it happens because you're in the right place at the right time. Take us through that moment because it was a last lap wreck. Uh, that happened right in front of you. In fact, with two other team, with two teammates uh, for Penske, it, it, take us through that that experience of what happened. Yeah, you know, I knew that we needed to be in that top three to four. You know, coming to the white flag to have a shot at it. And and Daytona and restrictor plate racing and super speedway racing is all about getting yourself in the right position. And I, and I felt like we were in a good spot. And, you know, I was, I was pushing my Ford teammate, Brad Keselowski, and, and we got a big run coming off of turn two. And um, he went to make the pass on Joey, and, and Joey blocked the pass, and, and they just made contact. And I was pushing Brad, and 
um, you know, Brad spun to the right and Joey spun to the left and the seas parted and I drove right through the middle, but you know, it, it wasn't over there. I had to throw a big block on Chase Elliott. He was coming with a big run and, uh, and then we were three wide with, with Chase and Austin Dillon and, and the caution came out and, and I knew it was close. You know, I knew that, that we were, you know, uh, out front, but I wasn't sure when the caution flew and, and NASCAR came over the radio and said we won the race and, Man, just overwhelming. It's a, it's an overwhelming feeling. Just uh, you know, just the, the sheer excitement and joy, and then also just the gratitude. And, and man, it's it's humbling. It's overwhelming to to think about you know the 14 years it took to get to this point, and you know the amount of sacrifice from you know everyone around me. And and just man, I've had to grind it out and 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 never give up hope and and never lose sight that this was possible. And you know, for a lot of years, when when you when you're getting your teeth kicked in and your face shoved in the mud, it's it's tough to to get up and say it's going to happen. But you know, I show up every weekend thinking this is it. This is the weekend it's going to happen, and it happened. You know that that's a great message. I'm sure you you can pass along to all the young kids out there who have been told they're not tall enough, they're too slow, they're not going to make the team. Um, you know, what what kind of message is this to them to think like, okay, you know, maybe I shouldn't hang in there. Yeah, you just never give up. You just, I mean, all things are possible, and you just, you just never give up. And, you know, it's, you got to work hard. It, it's not just a belief. It, it, you have to, you have to put your faith in the action. And, and so you just got to, you got to fight hard. You got to, you got to want it. You got to fight for it. You got to work hard and, um, and, and just never give up hope. The business part of it has to change. Front row racing has been the motorsports has been going on for years it's only the third cup victory in almost 1100 starts this has to change some of the sponsorship um let's let's call it people looking at front row motorsports now that you've won the big one well absolutely i mean it 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 does change it changes you know from a lot of different aspects but you know the fact that the Daytona 500 is the the biggest race in our sport. It, it's the biggest race in in, in motorsports, and uh, to be able to provide that value to our partners, to you know our partner in particular, loves travel stops on, you know, on the car, and and to get all the exposure that they're that they're receiving. I mean, they've been a, a, a the backbone of our organization for nine years, and uh, it's their first time to victory lane with the organization as well. So. Uh, it just means so much to them and to us and to be able to provide that for them. And, and like you said, I mean, we're Daytona 500 champions. And so now, you know, when we're having those conversations and we're trying to bring new partners in, it, it definitely changes the conversation and allows us to you know, continue to grow this team and continue to make it better. And, and, and that helps us to win more races. And so, you know, this sport is, is tricky. It's, it's different than stick and ball sports. you got to have partners and you got to have sponsorship to be competitive. And so once you are competitive and, and you have that success, it just helps you to continue that and to, to make the program better. Michael, I want to go back to the moment uh, when you got the, over the radio from NASCAR. Um, it, you described it perfectly. The seas parted. And the first thing that entered my mind was Moses and the Ten Commandments when the seas parted and he just took the opportunity. And you were Moses, baby. You were just heading down the track. But you had to wait to find out where you were at that moment of caution. And I think your crew 
might have gotten the word before you did. I'm not sure because they, they had a cutaway and they were all celebrating up and down. And I think you were still like, okay, let's not jinx it. Let's not jinx it. Did you see them celebrate? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where you were in relation to the track to where, to where your crew was, but what was going through your head in those few seconds before you got official confirmation? Yeah, well, it felt like a long time. And, and I don't know the timing of it, but I think my, my crew might have been jumping the gun. Uh, but nobody on our nobody on our radio said we won. You know, um, we were just waiting to hear, and you know, so much goes through your mind in that in that period of time. And yeah, I was I was fairly confident at first um, that we had won the race, and you know, then my mind started going, "Man, I think we just won the Daytona 500. I I, I think we won." You know, and then immediately I just it went to, but what if you didn't? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I am going to be so mad that, you know, we finally get in position. And if we lose this thing by an inch, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do these interviews because I'm going to lose my mind. Um, so, yeah, you know, you go through so much emotion. Uh, but, you know, they came over the radio and said uh, 34 car to, to victory lane. And, uh, man, I was just so overwhelmed in that moment, just, um, you don't even know how to express it. You know, you just, uh, yeah, there's so much joy and just excitement and just relief and gratitude. I mean, there's just everything all flowing at once, and it, it's an incredible feeling. And I think that for me and for our team, but, I mean, I really do feel like the journey is, is what makes that so special. I mean, it is the, all those years and all those starts. I mean, man, I lost 357 times. I mean, it's hard to lose 357 times, you know, and still get up thinking that you're going to win. And so all that building up, you know, it just it's just overwhelming. See, you're talking to a couple of uh, old geezer broadcasters here. And, <laughs> in fact, you are about the age of uh, – anyway, I'm not going to get into it. What I'm trying to get to is that things have changed so much. I remember when they first brought stage racing. And I'm thinking, all right, I, and I'm old school. I'm not going to lie. What's this? Okay. But as I'm seeing it and as it's developing, I'm starting to like it. What do you think about it? I do like it. Um, I like it from my, you know, selfish, uh, you know, perspective. I like knowing that at lap 50 or whatever it might be that weekend that we're going to get an opportunity to work on our car and try to make it better. Um, and so you're racing to that, right? You're, you're racing to lap 60. And then, then I know I'm racing again to lap 120 and then I'm going to get an opportunity to work on it. And so I, I feel like, you know, the stages and the stage points, it gives you races inside the race. And, and that seems to, uh, to make it exciting for us and hopefully for the fans as well. Michael, you were a hundred to one long shot, uh, the DraftKings out in Nevada, and, and one guy put down a hundred bucks and he made himself ten thousand dollars on your win. How many of your buddies have called you up and said, "Man," he said, "Did you have a gut feeling you could at least drop a dime on us this morning so we we could have made a little money for ourselves?" <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, I haven't heard from anybody uh, in that regard, and yeah, you know, it's it's crazy, you know, hundred to one odds. That's that's pretty wild, you know, but. It, uh, that'll change next year. I, I bet you that that number will change. Oh, yeah. You're going to be on everyone's bingo card now after, after <laughs> this one, man. You also own a, a small kart racing track in North Carolina, right? That's right. Yeah, Mooresville, North Carolina. We have uh, GoPro Motorplex, and 
And it, yeah, it's that was it, it, that's all about you know my roots and and just getting back to you know racing at its purest form, and and that's you know families racing go karts, and and that's how I grew up. And so we have that now in Mooresville, North Carolina, and the, and the track's done really well. And you know my my uh, business partner Justin Marks, it's it's really his baby. He just lets me be a part of it. Um, but it's just a dream him and I had and, and something that we literally wrote it out on a napkin of what we would like to do and build. And, you know, it took a long time, but now now we have, you know, this facility that, that young kids, you know, like me, um, starting out in go-karts, you know, 20 years from now, we'll be talking about them winning the Daytona 500. You know, um, I know you're going to answer this question with, I'm still going to be the same old Mike every single day, but your life is about to change dramatically. Uh, are you ready for that? Are you ready to embrace that? Um, yeah, I do think that there there will be some, you know, peripheral things that change. And um, but I'm man, I'm I'm grounded in my faith and my family. And and when you have four kids and you come home, reality hits really quickly. Yep. I'm dad, and and they're super proud and excited, but we still have work and you know we still have messes to clean up and dishes and chores to do and um and so you know i feel i feel really good about where i'm at you know i think that had i had success when i was you know new to the sport and and 20 some years old then that would be really different but um you know i do feel like like i'm seasoned at this point and, and feel up for the task now, you're going back to Daytona for the next race. This time it's going to be on the road course. It's 14 turns, 3.61 miles of action-packed O'Reilly Auto Parts. The race is going to be great, 3 p.m. on Fox. And which brings up this point, this is something in the world of COVID now. We've never had something like this where we're kind of going back to the same track, just a different way of doing it at Daytona. Can you take us through that, what it's like racing in a, in a COVID world? Well, it's definitely changed things. I mean, you know, we, we as a sport, I feel like, are fairly unique because our sport is outdoors and, and we're in our race cars. And, and so it's it's definitely got a different, you know, bubble to it, um, which has allowed us to, you know, to come back and to race and, and to do it, you know, at a different capacity. But um, you know, we're racing at Daytona for the second time on the road course uh, because we can't go to California. That was the next race on the schedule. And, and you know, unfortunately, we're, we're not able to go there. And, and so everybody, everybody, I don't mean NASCAR and teams, I mean all of us um, have learned to, we just have to, you know, improvise a little bit and things aren't exactly how they used to be. Um, but I feel like we're working, you know, in a good direction to, to get back to how we were. Um, it's just going to take some time, and we're just you know trying to get to these racetracks safely. Michael, since uh, Sunday night when you won, have you had a chance even to just Google it and look at the list of names? I think there are 40 different people over the 63 years that have, have won the Daytona 500 and just run your finger down and said, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm in the same list with him and him and him and him? You know, I haven't gone through the list, but, you know, I, I know a few off the top of my head and, and really, honestly, that's enough to <laughs> to know that it's crazy <laughs> to think that my name's you know on there as well. I know we're we're running out of time here, and and you're you've been so busy and so kind to talk with us. I I, I want to ask you this one last question: it, When you're dealing now uh, in this business 
because in the end, it is a business. What advice would you give anybody trying to start up to do this for a living? Because it is hard, and I hope, you know, anybody trying, here's the example of Mr. 358 finally just kick butt. What what advice would you give? Yeah, my advice, don't give up and and enjoy the journey and the process. It's not all uh, unicorns and rainbows, but you just keep fighting and um, you can accomplish anything you want. Michael McDowell, thank you so much. My goodness, man. I, 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 what a feel-good story. I, yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. It, it really is neat. And, and again, thank you. And uh, the three mics here. Uh, yes. All of us talking into a microphone. We're feeling good. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, thank Mike. you. Congratulations. Awesome. That was great. Thank you, soon. And by the way, you can see Mike McDowell try to win another race at Daytona. He'll be on the 14-turn, 3.61-mile road course, and that will take place at 3 p.m. on Fox. I'm Michael Barr. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch. We all like Mike McDowell today. You can follow me at LynchyWCBB. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world. <laughs> 